During the test, the teacher keeps quiet. The teacher does not work on your terms, you work on his or her terms. In the same way God does not work or does not move in your ways, He moves on His. You know, we move according to the to Lord's ways. If we look at it today, all of us are in a test. The question is, will you be able to pass it or not? We all are in a season of learning and the Lord has a message for all of us. And because the Lord is a very personal God, He wants to speak to you personally in this time. The question is, are you willing to listen? Are you willing to give Him your time? The title of the message today is, I am grounded. Can you say it with me? I am grounded. And obviously, we all are. Right? We are at homes right now. We are grounded. Our movement is limited, as well as the decisions that we are making. We start to realize that our life is limited as well. We do so hard to protect our life and spare ourselves. Another realization is that our knowledge, our wisdom, is also limited. And with all these realizations, where should this bring us? You know, we think of these things, that I am grounded, I, I am limited, I, I have this limitation, my knowledge is limited, my life is limited, my talents are limited. Where should all of these realizations bring us? All of these things should bring us to a place of humility. Should bring us to a place of humility. Once we come face to face, when a person comes face to face with the frailty of man's life and the limitation of man's existence, we then realize and look upon the unlimitedness of God. That when I say that I am limited, I look up and say, Oh God, you are unlimited. Isaiah 40, chapter 40, verse 28 says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the heavens, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. The Lord is an everlasting God, which means that he spans from from the beginning to the end. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the creator of the heavens and the earth. That is how great God is. So it must, when we feel that we're limited, it must bring us to a place of humility. Not a place of humiliation, but a pl in the place of humility, where we humble ourselves before someone who is greater, someone who is above us. When we look up Upon the Bible, we can reflect upon the life of a very specific person who lost everything. He lost his possessions, which are a lot, if you're going to read. His children, his wife, and even his body is wasting away. And he is only holding onto his life. All of which was allowed by the Lord. His name is Job. He has a book in a Bible. You can read it. Job lost everything in his life. And when and yet when he told when told by his own wife to curse God, this was his response. In Job chapter 2, verse 10, in the NIV, he said, He replied, You are talking like a foolish woman. Because his wife told him, You are still holding to God? Curse God. You know, all these things are happening in your life. Curse God. But he replied, You are talking like a foolish woman. Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? In all this, Job did not sin in what he said. You know, when you, when you go to the previous chapter in chapter 1, when Job, when messengers come to him one after the other, telling Job that, Oh, you lost this cattle, you lost, you lost the oxen, you lost um, your sheep and all these possessions and the last messenger said you lost your children all your children were di uh, died 
You know what Job said? In, in Job chapter 1 verse 20, he says, At this Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground in worship. In verse 21, he says, And said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. And it is something that is very hard for us to do. You know, no comparison here, but we can see that Job, you know, has it worst. Job lost everything. And after this, the Lord allowed for the enemy to tamper with his body that he has boils, that he has a sores all over him. Even his health was affected. But Job remained praiseful. The Job remained, you know, worshipping the Lord despite of all these things. He was still praising the Lord and it's something that is so hard for us to do and I believe for him to do as well. And yet he did it because I believe Job really know whom he is serving. He is anchored. He knows that the Lord is great. He is serving not just some any other puny God. He is serving the true and living God. And it is something that we could look upon our lives today. Are we just serving the Lord in times of goodness? In times of when we have it all? And we are in the test that we don't have it all right now. We are limited. We are grounded. Shall we continue to serve the Lord? And I tell you, yes, we should keep on serving the Lord. There are three things I want to impart on you today on the season when we are grounded. And point number one is that when grounded, let's say it with me, I will stay rooted. When grounded, I will stay rooted. And that is the first point this morning. I want you to consider yourself like a plant in this season. Have you seen a plant that is floating? Certainly wala. Certainly none. Because a plant must be on the ground or on the water for it to thrive and grow. For it to be alive, it must stay in the ground or in the water. In this season, all of us are grounded and planted. And it may seem that we are planted in this valley. It seems like we are. This is, there is a mountain here, there is a mountain here, and we are so overwhelmed. These mountains can represent all that you think is against you and shaking you right now, internally and externally. But a plant for it to stand firm, it needs roots. One of the main functions of the root is to make the plant stand firm. Right? It needs to have a root. But the root system is not something that is seen nor recognized by the people. It happens deep down there in the dark, in the darkness, where nobody can say, Oh, you're growing. Where nobody can appreciate what is happening. The root some, uh, system is not something that is seen or recognized by the people. Generally, people would not say, Wow, this plant is so good. The roots must be so good. Right? It is seld seldom that we hear this from people when they look at the plant. Because when they look at the plant, they see leaves, they see flowers, they see fruits. And that's what they, you know, rejoice with. They didn't realize that it is where the foundation you know, the root system is there, hidden. And this is what makes the plant stand firm. This, the root system, supports the whole thing. To be rooted means to be firmly established. To be rooted means to have that foundation necessary in the seasons of joy and in the season of mourning. That, that root system is, is the foundation necessary in the seasons of favor and in the season of testing. Colossians 2, uh, chapter 2, verse 6 to 7 in the New Living Translation says, And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow Him. 
let your roots grow down into Him and let your lives be built on Him. Then your faith will go strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Says in the word that we need kailangan tamangugat kay Kristo so that our faith will grow. Mo na na atong pagtoo kay maga you know, maga grow. Not only maga grow, but will grow strong in truth. May this season be a season of kanang spreading our roots that we will be strong diha kay Lord. Let us not waste this opportunity that uh, we could grow more in the Lord and we could spread our roots that we can stand firm. That no matter what the enemy throws at us, no matter what, you know, how strong the wind says, if we are rooted in Christ, you know, we just bend over the winds of change. We just, we just bend over the winds of testing and trial because we know that we are rooted in Christ. I am encouraging you today to stay rooted, to stay in the word of the Lord, to meditate on the word of the Lord day and night as what Psalm chapter 1 says, is what we have just read. We need that foundation in Christ and we need it now. And it doesn't happen, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. Building the root system takes time for every one of us. And I know that we are praying that, you know, may this COVID virus stop, may this um, pandemic stop. And what I was just praying yesterday, you know, I was just praying that, Lord, I know that this is going to stop. And I pray that this will stop. And the Lord just asked me back, why are you praying that this will stop? Why are you praying that, you know, bring us back to the normal life, Lord? There are seasons in our life, and I know that this particular season that we are in right now, we are, you know, placed from a place of ordinary to a place of extraordinary that we can see clearly how God works and how He moves. That in our limitation, we know that, oh, I will not depend on myself, but I will depend on you, God. That in this season, you know, God God asked me yesterday, why are you praying that this will stop? And my intention, you know, was purified. My intention was checked. Because maybe some of us are just praying that this will stop because for the sake that it will stop. That you will go back to the normal life. But the question for us today, is God in your normal life? Does God reign supreme in your normal life? And I know that uh, I am firm in my belief that this COVID virus, that this pandemic will stop. But until this is not over, I will choose to rest in the presence of God and to bask into the moment where God and me is so intimate. I will bask and I will, you know, be thankful. As we said, you will overflow with thankfulness. I will be thankful, you know, in this moment. I'm not rejoicing that other people are suffering, but I am uh, thankful with the Lord that He created this moment that I could draw near to Him, that I could draw closer to the Lord. And I know that the Lord is even speaking to the people right now in the hospitals and wherever the people are. I know that the Lord is speaking to each and every one of our lives. So let this moment, you know, be a rooting moment for us to understand. If you are not a believer, ask yourself, who is this God that you are talking about? Who is this man? Who is this person? Who is this? What is this Bible? That why they are so invested in this? And I challenge you, the Lord will speak to you right in this very moment. If we just have that desire of learning and knowing more about the Lord, He will truly speak to you. He will truly uh, have that conversation with you right now.
Salvation is at hand. Revival is at hand. But will you choose it? You know, this root system, this is point number one, when grounded, I will stay rooted. This root system isn't just for um, the foundation of a plant. Isn't just for the plant to stand firm. But it is also, the roots also, another function of the root is to get nutrients necessary for the plant to grow. As the root system of a plant develops, the plant is not only strong physically, but it is also nourished in the inside. The nourishment from the roots is dependent on two things. On the place where it is planted and the plant's energy to absorb the nutrients through the roots to its leaves. So as Colossians chapter 2 verse 67 suggested, as believers of Christ, we need to be rooted into Him and our lives built on Him. Our lives built on Him. So as we are rooted into Him, our lives are built into Him. He is the source of our nutrients. This leads me to my next point. Point number two is, when grounded, I will absorb. So I know that I am rooted in Christ and I am getting nutrients from Him. Now, my part is to absorb the nutrients necessary for me to grow. This is a very opportune time, especially those staying at home, to spend more time with the Lord, to get to know Him deeper and allow ourselves to absorb the things that He says in His Word. The thing is, we are so lazy and we are so selfish to spend time with Him. Especially those at home, we are so tempted. You know, we, we, you know right now we are, we are given so much time. What are we doing with the time given to us? And what the challenge for us today, excuse me, is to get past our laziness and to get past our selfishness. Instead of absorbing the lessons from God, we are so absorbed of ourselves. You know, we always think about ourselves. We are prideful. We are prideful thinking that we can do things through us who gives us strength instead of going to Christ. We twist, you know, the verse in the Bible that you can do things through Christ who gives you strength. We, we twist it and we say that I can do all things through me who gives me strength. And even though we don't say it, we don't speak it, we act it out. By not reading the word of the Lord, by not coming before the Lord, by not praying to the Lord, by not humbling ourselves to the Lord, we are telling the message, we are speaking the message that, Lord, I don't need you right now, I am okay with myself. And that, my friend, is very bad. And that is not good. We are so prideful. Little do we realize that we have become our own version of God. And God says, I cannot dwell with you because you already have a God. I will not squeeze myself into something that doesn't want me there in the first place. We might argue, but I love God. You know, I love God. Yes, you love God, but you do not love Him truly and deeply enough to make Him the sole lover of your life. The only God of your life. Yes, you love God, but you only are giving Him a percent of your love. And God says, I will not take part of a half-hearted love. Because I deserve your full attention. I deserve your full love. I will not dwell into half-hearted worship, half-hearted praise, half-hearted, you know, giving of life, of giving of love. I deserve the fullness of your love, the fullness of your being. So when we say we love the Lord, are we giving it our full? The only thing that's keeping us is ourselves. We are just serving ourselves. We are not serving God. We're just serving 
ourselves because of our pride, our selfishness, our laziness, and all of these are sins in our lives that needs to be addressed. All of these things need you know, to be surrendered to the Lord. And what opportune time is it? Is this time that we have? In this time, verses like in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 and KJV, my strength is made perfect in weakness. It starts to appear more often. And I am so, you know, I'm so happy that people are sharing this. Uh, people are sharing Bible verses all around Facebook, all around social media. And I'm very happy because people are starting to realize that the word of the Lord is true. But, if God could speak to us right now, He might say, My strength is made perfect for your weakness. But you are not showing any sign of weakness right now. There are people who are so prideful that they won't go to the Lord. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. God is telling us, my, not my strength, my child, my strength is made perfect in your weakness, but you are not showing any sign of weakness. You are becoming your own strength. So how can I provide my strength if you are keeping on providing yourself with your own? Right? How can I be your God if you keep being your God? How can I be your provider if you continue to be your provider? There is no place for the both of us in your heart. It's, all, it's, it's either me or it's either you. Another verse that comes to mind is Isaiah 54 uh, chapter 54, verse 17, it's still in NKJV version. And it says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And it's such an encouraging word from the Lord. Yes, that is true. Yes, that is perfect. Yes, it comes from the Lord. And what we think of this verse is that no weapon by the enemy can harm us. And that is true. For we are in God's care. But you know, the enemy, for what you are doing right now, the enemy just sits back and relaxes. Why? Because it doesn't need to forge a weapon. It doesn't need to make a weapon because we have become our own weapons against ourselves because we continue to play God. Satan says, oh, look at this man. Look at this woman. My job is just to sit here. Why? Because he or she is destroying himself or herself because he or she is playing God. He's not allowing God to move in his life. My job is to defocus him. My job is to, um, you know, put things in, in his or her life for him to be distracted, for, his to be, for, for her to be distracted. And well, I guess I'm not needed here because he or she is doing it on her own. You are doing it on your own for playing God, for being your strength, for being your provider. You are playing God right now. And God says, I will not deal with this. No, I will not deal with you because you're not humbling yourself down. You are not humbling yourself down. And what does God require? He says in his word that if people will humble themselves, then I will hear them. But we are not humbling ourselves. What are we doing right now? We have become idols of ourselves. Idolatry is something that is very detestable uh, to the Lord, and we all are guilty of it. Idolatry simply means setting something above God. So if this is God, you are setting something, someone, above God. That is idolatry. God says, do not bow down to idols. Okay? And right now, people are bowing to different gods that they have made for themselves. God built, God's built by human hands, fashioned in human standards. Can a man make a God? No. Definitely not. Yet, here we are, people, 
making wooden idols in different sizes and worshiping it and praying over it with memorized prayers like robots chanting off. In the season where we need to learn to know where we have the opportunity to seek the true and living God, what we are doing, we are continuing with idolatry, with worshiping these wooden idols that shouldn't be worshipped in the first place. We are worshiping ourselves in this season. Some people have made their emotions and feelings their own God and have made it the compass of their lives. Men are trying to be women. Women are trying to be men. Some humans are trying to be animals. And all of these things are happening right now. All of these things are happening. And because, just because, and if you're gonna ask them, why are you doing this? It's because I'm feeling it. And if I feel that this is good, this must be good. And I'm telling you right now, the Lord is very saddened of what we are doing right now. People are hoarding. People are becoming selfish. People, you know, are doing all these things except to humble themselves before the Lord. One cannot and should not go against the nature of, God, of how God made us. He has made us perfect in His image, and we allowed sin to destroy what God has incredibly designed. The list is so long for the sins that we commit because we deny the existence of God, we deny the sovereignty of God, and we follow ourselves. I believe and this just come to realization and God has placed this into my heart that people have faith but people have faith in the wrong things that's one people second is people have faith in God that God can save that God is powerful but they do not have faith enough to believe that God can carry them through difficulties. That God can carry them through the different seasons of life. Because yes, some people may think, yes, I believe in you, Lord. But when God says, okay, now I will be with you in this season of change because your character needs to change. There are things that need to go, out, go away and there are things that need to place into your heart. Will you uh, be partner with me? In this process of change. And some people don't have faith enough for that. And that is a challenge for us today. To believe in the Lord. And to believe that He can carry us through. In the season where we are rooted. In the season where we need to absorb. Just like a plant, you know, uses energy to transport the nutrients from the roots to its leaves against the flow of gravity we in the same way need to exert energy in absorbing you know what we need to absorb and we need to absorb the nutrients from god may we use the energy that we have in letting go of what god does not like and absorb the things that glorifies god and pleases god may this opportune time of absorption be used for Him and Him alone. You know what? If you're going to think of it, denying the Lord and denying ourselves for the Lord both take energy and time. Right? When you deny the Lord, it takes energy to say, no, I'm not going to do this. No, 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 no. It takes energy. Denying ourselves for the Lord, you know, it takes time as well. Lord, I know that my, my nature, my uh, innate nature wants to do this, but I know that you don't want this, so I'm going to follow you. That takes so much uh, energy and time as well. So the challenge is spend your energy wisely. The former, the denying the Lord, leads to death, while the latter part, 
the denying ourselves for the Lord that leads to life. So we need to choose wisely today. If you are listening to this one, if you are um, watching this live right now, the challenge is where are you investing your energy in this season right now? Where are you investing your energy? Where are you investing your time? And it's a challenge for each and every one of us. Point number three. I'm just going to ease into point number three. When grounded, I will remain focused. First point is when grounded, I will stay rooted. Second point is when grounded, I will absorb. The third point is when grounded, I will remain focused. As the nutrients from the roots flow from the ground up, the plant is nourished. But the plant has basic needs for it to grow fully. It needs water, it needs nutrients, and it needs sunlight. In botany, let's be scientific for a moment here. In botany, they have this term called heliotropism. And this is a form of movement or a tropism, a form of movement by plants uh, following the direction of the sun. So there are certain kind of plants that follow the sun, sunflowers, for example. They follow where the sun is and they draw, you know, sunlight from that. So plants follow the direction of the sun in order to get the sunlight. It needs to grow healthy. In the same way, we need to follow God and His leading because it is only in Him where we can get the essential that we need. Let God be your light so that you can be the light to others as well. In this season, you know, yes, the church is being uh, scattered right now. We cannot gather physically. But this is a time... And I know you've heard this all around social media. If you're following preachers and pastors around the world, you're preaching uh, the same way that this is an opportunity that we can reach out to the people that we haven't reached out for a long time. Our family, even though they are very near, we haven't reached out to them. And this is a time where we can reach out to them. We can uh, uh, ask friends, chat friends, bring encouragement to them. And not only for us to grow, you know, uh, not only for us to grow uh, in ourselves, but also we could reach out to these people. We could uh, share, you know, the word of the Lord to others online. Technology is here. We need to use it. I know that the enemy is using technology for bad, but I believe that the Lord is using technology right now for good. And the choice is yours. Are you going to do it for good? Or are you going to do it for bad? Life is made of choices. And your choices today determines how your life will be tomorrow. When we reflect God's light, we don't have light on our own. It is only through Jesus inside of us that we can shine this light. To other people. Right? On our own, no. We are sinners. We are sinful. Dark. But because of Jesus, we have accepted Jesus in our lives. And we have placed Him in our hearts. Solely in our hearts. That no other things, no other people, but only Jesus, the reign supreme in my heart. And I will humble myself down before Jesus. And I will use the light, that light, to illuminate the darkness that is here in this season that I am in right now. Let God be your light so that you can be the light to others as well. Let our focus not be on ourselves, but on God. I know that this is a season of rooting, season of absorbing, okay? But not absorbing and not rooting upon ourselves, but it is on God, on Him and Him alone. Focus not on ourselves, but on God. We may be in the valley, but in Psalm 23, we are reminded, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. If we focus on the things around us, we tend to miss the provision that God has given us and the opportunity that He has provided. As God gave this word to me uh, yesterday, and I was meditating 
on, on, on this word. I realize that when people are in the down moments of their lives, we always use the term, I am in the valley. I am in the valley season. And I know that most people use that because of uh, position. We compare it with the mountain season and the valley season. The mountain season is when you're high and the valley season when you are low. And people say, no, oh, because in the valley, it's very dark. There's nothing there. And, you know, but the Lord is there because, uh, as you said in Psalm 23, He's with you. He's running and His staff comforts you. And this question uh, came into mind. Are there different kinds of valley? You know, maybe there is. So I searched on the internet, kinds of valleys. And certainly there is. There are different kinds of valleys. And two, two valleys that I've searched is there is a rift valley and there is a river valley. So this rift valley are results, uh, our valleys are resulting when earth is split. So this is the earth and when it splits, you know, there's a space in between and that, that becomes a valley. Uh, so I imagine that this must be the valley talked about in Psalm 23. When things in life doesn't go in the way uh, that we think it is, when you know, things break and we are at the center of that brokenness. And, you know, there's, there's mountain, there's a overwhelming mountain here. There's overwhelming mountain on the left and on the right. And we are left there in the dark and we don't know how to navigate. We don't know where to navigate. And Psalm 23 gives us that encouragement that God is there. But another valley and we need, not, we need not to fear. But there is another valley, the river valley. And this is formed when a river runs across these two mountains. And this is where I picture us today. We are in the river valley. We are not... Um, uh, the, we are in the river valley. And uh, between the overwhelming mountains of problems... You know, there's a mountain here on the right. There is mountain of problems here on the left. And we are planted along this riverbank. That we are, that this isn't a place. We thought that this is a place of, of death. We thought this is a place of no life is here. No, we cannot flourish here. But God is telling us that there is a river valley and there is a river that flows at the center of it and we are planted along this riverbank. We are not forgotten. We are not lost. We are just where God wants us to be. And I'm telling you that right now. You're watching this and you're hearing this. You are planted along this river where you will flourish. It may be painful and it may be hard, but these things will not shift our focus from the water, you know, where we get the water, the supply of water needed for us to grow the nutrients. We know that where there is water, there are nutrients in it. And we can get from this the nutrients, the supply that we need with strength and nourishment. And as we look up, we will not focus on the right and the left because these are our problems. I will look up. And as I see that sun shining bright upon me, it's sunlight giving me the light, giving me the hope that I am not forgotten. I am not forgotten. I am not lost. But I am planted where I need to be planted. I will remain focused on what I have and work with it and trust in the Lord. With what I lack. Fear. Is something that we can't deny. We all feel fear right now. But may the overwhelming goodness. And love of God. Be felt more than fear. May it drown out the fear. Anxiety and depression that we are feeling right now. That there is, yes, I am in a valley, but there is a river that runs across it that supplies life. And this river of life is Jesus. And right now, if you don't have Jesus in your life, I know it must be very difficult for you to understand what I am saying. So if you are listening to this 
And God is speaking to you right now to surrender your life to Jesus. Do not harden your heart. Do not turn away from God. Surrender your life to Him. I cannot pray for you. Nobody can pray for you. For you to be saved. It needs you to have that choice to choose the Lord and to accept Him over your life. And the word that really rings true in this, in this season of humility is repentance. God wants us to repent. And repent means to ask for forgiveness of the sins that we have done and to turn away from it. To stop it, to turn away from it. That we will no longer do those things. And right now, you know, God is welcoming. The doors of salvation is wide open to anyone who wants to come in and be part of God's family. God wants you on His team. God wants you on His family. So surrender your life to God today. Surrender your life to God. And if you have already chosen God, felt like I have strayed away, God is a merciful God. He's a good, good father. His arm is wide open, waiting for you to come back. And if you are strong in the Lord, and if you, you know, are built upon by your faith, you're strong, encourage, use yourself to encourage other people. Use yourself, submit it to the Lord, that you will be used to encourage other people and to lead others to Christ. This isn't a season that we will fall apart, but this is a season that we will go strong, grow strong, and glow strong for the Lord. In this season, when the enemy intends for us to dry and die down, may the river, that is Jesus, where we are planted, supply us life. Because as long as we are rooted in Christ, in the river that never runs dry, we are assured that we will bear fruit no matter what the season there is. In the morning, in the evening, in your coming, and in your going, in your weeping, and in your rejoicing, God is for us. And when God is for us, who can be against us? May we meditate on His Word. Stay rooted in Him. Absorb the things that adores and glorifies Him, and we need to focus only on Him. The question now remains, will you be humble enough to repent and return to Him? We always think that we are waiting in heaven to respond to us, but maybe right now, heaven is waiting on us to respond to Him. Heaven is waiting for us to move, you know, to humble ourselves down and to know our place in this life. That we are the creation and He is the creator. And all of these things need to work for Him. Today, we are challenged. And I know that challenges are very rampant these days. We have TikTok challenges. We have uh, you know, different challenges, uh, which videos and all that stuff. The challenge today, if you're not a believer, is to come to Christ. The challenge today, if you are a believer, is to remain focused on it. To not lose the wonder. And the challenge, if you are strong in Christ, if you're being used by the Lord right now, draw from the source, and that is God. Because you're going to draw from yourself, you're going to exhaust yourself. Let us all repent, humble ourselves down in the season where we are grounded. Yes, I am grounded, but I am planted in the place where God wants me to be. And I will flourish. I'm going to declare that upon our lives today. 
we're gonna flourish and we're gonna come out strong and we're gonna see the blessing you know in the other side of this test and we will pass this test not because of ourselves but because we humbled ourselves down before the Lord today is declared as a national day of prayer and fasting and I want us church to join in this day of prayer and fasting that we today we will start to look upon ourselves and to you know lift all these to the Lord I know that we know how to pray but I received very very powerful um, insight just last week about prayer and if and it comes from the verse in uh, James chapter 5 verse 16 and it says the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective right now in as we are about to pray before we pray I just want to give you this this um, insight about prayer and this comes uh, this came from the sermon from uh, dr. Charles Stanley and he says that people right now are praying that's good even those who doesn't believe they say oh my god and they're calling upon the name of the Lord but does God hear our prayers does God hear your prayer And it says some people think that because they are Christians, God automatically hears their prayers and God will, you know, intervene right away. And, and he says, God is not a genie that you wish and it will be granted. God is not, God is not someone that you talk to and say, hey man, uh, I, I have a problem here. You know, can, can you help me fix this? And God will go and fix it. I'll help you fix it. And, it said, and I said, why is that so? And he says, because the prayer, he says, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. For our prayers to be effective and powerful, there's a thing that we, can, we need to do. We need to be right with the Lord. Because if we ask from the Lord, coming from a place of unrighteousness, coming from a place of disobedience, and God says, okay, I will help you with that he is an accomplice to the sin he becomes an accomplice to the sin because he allow he fixed it he fixed it so he works on our terms right that's why he says the prayer of a righteous man we need to be right with god and in order you know for us for god to move freely through us right for 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 this power you know to manifest for this power to come true and to, for our prayers to be effective we need first to be right with God so that his power will flow through us because if we will not allow this that to happen that we will not allow the power of the Lord to flow through us then from whom are we getting this power and this confidence from So right before we pray for other people, right before we declare, right before we pray that this nation will be spared, that this nation will rise, for, for people to be encouraged, for people to come to Christ, let us be right with the Lord. And we cannot do this on our own. We cannot say, I am right already. No, none of us are righteous. It is only through Jesus that we are made right. So that is why we need Jesus in our lives in order for us to pray powerfully and effectively. So as we pray today, let this be a reminder. I need to be right with the Lord for my prayers to be effective, for my prayers to be powerful, because in the first place, these prayers comes from my heart this burden from my heart and I, I am partnering with the Lord not by my might not by my strength 
but by the power of the Spirit, it says in the Word. And this, and God, God is just waiting for us. He says, oh, I'm, I'm waiting for you, my child. I am waiting for you. When will you humble yourself down? When can I work through you in order for other people to be saved? Harden not your heart stretch today. And as I lead you into prayer, let's dedicate a moment of surrendering our lives to the Lord, of humbling ourselves, of repentance, and of confessing our sins to God. Father, I thank you for this wonderful time. Lord, we are nothing. I am nothing without you. I can do nothing without you, Father. Lord Jesus, we come before your throne today. Knowing that it is not through us, but only through Jesus, that we are made right. Lord, I am sorry for all the sins that I've done. Sins, Lord, that have taken me away from you that have distanced myself from you. Since, Lord, that I've placed the Jesus Christ above you, I've made myself an idol, I've made my feelings an idol, I've made my emotions an idol, I have made things idols, Lord God, that I've set above you. And I know, Lord God, that it doesn't only hurt you, Lord God, but it hurt you deeply. So, Lord, right now, I give all these things to you. I surrender my life to you, O oh God, because I know that life without you, Lord God, is death. It isn't life at all. So, Lord, right now, my prayer is that I surrender this life to you. And those who are watching, those in their homes right now, or wherever they are, I pray that they also will surrender their life to you. That they will start confessing their God their sins to you. And they will have that repentant heart to Jesus Christ that says, Yes, Lord, I will no longer work in the patterns of the world. I will no longer work in the patterns of myself and the sinful nature, but I will now work in the pattern of the Spirit. I'm going to follow you, O oh God. And Lord, I know that you're going to change my life. You're able to change my life. So Lord, help me to have faith to believe in you and help me to have faith to believe in you to carry me through this changing process until I am made pure in you. That your reflection, that your image will be reflected in me. Father, I ask, Lord God, that all of the people, Lord God, will humble themselves down. Father, I ask, it is my prayer, in the mighty name of Jesus, that we will humble ourselves down before you, Lord. Not superficially, but truthfully, in your name. Father, I thank you because you are, you are giving us time. May we not waste the time you've given us, Lord. May we not waste the chance, Lord God, that you're giving us right now. Lord, may we grab this opportunity. May we grab this opportunity. Let you reign supreme in our lives. May we let go of the things that needs to let, that we need to let go, Lord God. The things that uh, saddens you, the things that doesn't glorify you, Lord God. May we absorb, Lord God, these things that glorifies you, Lord God. May we reflect, Lord God, your light to the people. Father, we humble ourselves now before you. We are sorry for the sins that we have committed, Lord God. Please have mercy on us, Lord, that your grace and your mercy that are new every morning and your steadfast love that is always there, may it be felt in our lives right now. May we receive it, Lord God. As we lift all these sins to you, we proclaim that you're able to wash us, Lord, and we will be as white as snow. Though we are scarlet as red, we will be made as white as snow because of you, Jesus. If we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And you are robing us now with your robe of righteousness, and it's only from you, God. So, Lord, may we stop struggling. May we stop denying your existence, your sovereignty, your power. May we accept that it's only through you, only through you, Jesus. The way, the truth, and the life, it is only through you. Father, we ask 
all these things. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen and amen. And church, right now, as we have surrendered our lives to the Lord, we know that we move according to His will and to His way. We, and we are the church, as one, is one with the other churches around the world, around the Philippines, around the world right now, praying, you know, and asking the Lord to hear us in these very dire times. So can we just give this moment to pray for all the people around the world, for the sick, for those who are affected with the, with the virus, for those who are fearful, for those who are anxious, for those who are in the frontliners, not only those in the medical field, but those working for the medical uh, field, for the janitors, for those unsung heroes, for those who are you know, still going out right now because they need to work, for, those, for the church leaders around the world, for the church uh, you know, members around the world, for those who are not believers, for those, for, for those who are, you know, who needs provision right now from the Lord. Let us be as one with the other churches and let's just, let just pray, let's just pray and pray and pray for these things. And we know that these prayers, these words doesn't come out from us, but these desires and these burden come from the Holy Spirit for us to be as one to pray for all the people around the world. And so let's just lift up our hands you know, as a sign of surrendering, as a sign that we are uh, lifting all these people to the Lord, that we cannot do this, Lord, on our own, that we are surrendering all these people to you. So right now, let us just, let us just bow down our heads, and let us just, in the place where we are, and let us just boldly declare and pray for all these people. So Father, we humbly come down, uh, come down right now in your throne, Lord Jesus. Come in your throne right now, Jesus. We are surrendering, Lord Jesus Christ, ourselves. We are surrendering, Lord Jesus, all these people into you, Lord God. And Lord, I know that we are all in the palm of your hands. I pray, Father, and I declare, Lord God, you're going to move, Lord Jesus Christ, mightily move into the lives of these people. Father, I ask you, Jesus Christ, that you move, Lord God, to the lives of the disheartened right now, Lord Jesus Christ, to the people that are anxious, Lord Jesus Christ, to the people, Lord Jesus Christ, who are depressed, to people, Lord Jesus, who are fearful right now. Lord, I pray that you comfort them, that you move in their lives to Jesus, that your word, Lord God, will come true in their lives to Jesus. I pray, Father, that you, Lord Jesus Christ, will help them, Lord Jesus Christ, in this time, that in the season, Lord Jesus Christ, of darkness, Lord God, you will be their light, Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that you will become the strength, Lord Jesus Christ, the sound mind, Lord Jesus Christ, of the people, Lord God, and the nurses, the doctors, Lord Jesus Christ, of the scientists right now, Lord God, working so hard, Lord Jesus Christ, in the, in the midst of this virus, Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray, Lord Jesus Christ, that you will help Help them, Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be, Lord Jesus Christ, the fiber, that the strength in every fiber in the cells of their body. And I pray, Lord Jesus Christ, that you will boost your immune system, Lord Jesus Christ, that they will not, Lord Jesus Christ, acquire this virus, Lord Jesus Christ, that they will continue to work, Lord Jesus Christ, that they will continue, Lord Jesus Christ, to provide, Lord Jesus Christ, physical uh, aid, Lord Jesus Christ, to the people. I pray, Lord, for the janitors to Jesus Christ, the baggers to Jesus Christ, the cashiers to Jesus Christ, the regular workers, Lord God, the soldiers, Lord God, the policemen, Lord God, the tanuts, the volunteers to Jesus Christ, and our barangays, Lord God, from the government officials to Jesus Christ, from the, from the lowest position to the highest position, Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, we're just giving them all to you, Lord God, we're just surrendering them all to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Let this, Lord God, be a season, a time, Lord God, that we, Lord Jesus Christ, do away, Lord God, with selfishness, with jealousy, Lord Jesus Christ, with hoarding, Lord Jesus Christ, with pride, but Lord, with humility, Lord God, we will serve, Lord Jesus Christ. They will serve the people, Lord Jesus Christ, not only the Philippines, Lord Jesus Christ, but all around the world, Lord Jesus Christ. Let this be a season of pure service, Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, they sila maghinangol, maghinakog, Lord Jesus Christ, especially those in the government places, Lord Jesus Christ, that Lord, they will humble, Lord God, be the public servant, Lord Jesus Christ, that they should be right now. I pray, Father, that they, Lord Jesus Christ, Christ, will serve truthfully, Lord Jesus Christ, and humbly, Lord Jesus Christ, knowing, Lord Jesus, that, that, that they are not only serving the people, that, but they are serving you ultimately. Father, I pray, Lord God, that the people, Lord Jesus Christ, will be patient, will also humble ourselves down and stay at home, Lord Jesus Christ, and I pray, Lord Jesus Christ, that we will gain self-control, Lord Jesus Christ, in this moment, Lord Jesus Christ, that, Lord, we will have our energy, that because we are staying at home, we will have the energy to seek you and to find 
find you, Lord Jesus Christ, in our home and to be, uh, to, um, uh, we will pray, Lord Jesus, for the people who are outside serving, Lord Jesus Christ. We will intercede for the people who are serving outside, Lord Jesus Christ. That in the comfort of our home, Lord Jesus Christ, we will not allow this, Lord God, to breed laziness and selfishness, Lord Jesus Christ. But Lord, this will breed, Lord Jesus Christ, intercession and prayer, Lord Jesus Christ, for everyone, Lord Jesus Christ, around the world. Father, I ask, Lord Jesus Christ, in the mighty name of Jesus, that this virus will stop, Lord Jesus Christ. But Lord, as this virus will not stop yet, Lord God. I pray that we will grow in spirit and in truth, Lord Jesus Christ. That the people, Lord Jesus Christ, will develop a habit Lord, of praying, develop a habit, Lord Jesus, of coming towards you, develop a habit, Lord Jesus Christ, of putting you first above everything. Father, I declare, Lord Jesus Christ, that we will come out strong from this, Lord Jesus Christ, that we will come out as one, and we will see, Lord Jesus Christ, praise, we will see worship, and we will see you, Lord God, in the land of the living. I know, Lord Jesus Christ, that we will praise and rejoice in you, Lord Jesus Christ, when this is over, Lord God. But while still this is not over, we will praise and we will worship you, Lord Jesus Christ, because in the seasons, throughout the seasons, you will never cease to be God. You will never change to be God. You will remain. So in the morning, in the evening, in the joy and in the suffering, in the favor and in the testing. Father, may our spirit, Lord Jesus Christ, praise you and worship you. And even if we don't see you working, even if we don't feel you working, I know that you are working, Father, because you love your children so much. You love your people. And the key here, Lord God, is for us to be humble, that you will work through us. Church, people, let us not stop the Lord from working through us. Let us repent and humble ourselves now. Father, I pray for every heart today. Be broken before you. I pray that every heart today be humbled before you. Let the stone cold heart be broken into pieces and be broken before you. Be purified, be sanctified by your refining fire. Father, we, we lift everything that is a modern God, not by our might, nor by our power, nor by our strength, but by the power of your Spirit. Holy Spirit, we need your power. We need your permission. I pray, Lord, for every person that has only has so little right now to even eat. I pray that you're going to provide I pray, Lord, that every church member will have eyes like yours and see the people near them, Lord, and help. That if they see somebody who doesn't have food, may we as a church, Lord God, extend food, extend provision, because these aren't from ours. This is from you. Let stewardship of your resources be relevant today. And may we do it all these things when we do all these things not from ourselves god but only through you and for you in the mighty name of jesus i pray amen amen and amen father we praise you lord father we praise you lord we praise you we praise you we praise you lord god. and church before we end today can i just invite you to sing this song and i know you're familiar with this it's entitled because he lives and I believe that in, it, it is an anthem today. It is a uh, praise that we need today in this time. In this time. Let's sing. Because He lives. Because Jesus lives. I can face tomorrow. Because He lives. Jesus lives in us. All my fear is gone Because I know I know He holds the future And life is worth living Just because He lives Let's sing it one more time because He lives, 
I can face tomorrow because he lives. All my fear is gone. All my fear is gone because I know, I know he holds the future. I'm writing his palm of his hands. And life is worth the living just because he lives. And life is worth living just because he lives. Right now, Lord, we just praise you, we magnify you, and we can face tomorrow. Because, because you live and you're alive in each and every one of our lives. So church, thank you so much for joining us today. If you are one of the people who has dedicated their lives to Christ today, we are, are rejoicing with you in that. Uh, message WAP, message the Facebook page and tell us your story. And we want to be partners with you as you walk with the Lord. For those who are encouraged by this, um, send that encouragement to the people around you as well. Because I know that, that 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 encouragement that you are receiving right now is not only meant for you, but it was also meant for the people around you and to impact other people. So church, let us move, let us um, be as one in bringing Jesus to each and every, every one of our homes, each and every one of our lives. So. Church, thank you so, so much, and see you next Sunday for another message. Thank you so much for being with us today. Share this to your, to your friends, to your families, to wherever uh, they are in the world, and let the voice of God, let Jesus be magnified in this season. Thank you so much. God bless everyone. Thank you.